Have you ever met one of those people who just can't be stopped? It's like they're unstoppable. Yeah, I have. Me too. What's their mystique? Nothing stops these people. Welcome to Mission Unstoppable with Coach Frankie Picasso. You're about to meet some of the most amazing people. They've accomplished their goals despite insurmountable odds. They beat adversity, physical hardship, and traumatic events and emerge triumphantly. They're people just like you and me. And they're winners. Are you unstoppable? Here's Frankie to show you how. Hello there, and welcome to Mission Unstoppable Radio. I am your host, Frankie Picasso, and I am so pleased that you have joined us again today. Uh, we are going on a new mission, yay, as, as usual, and today is with another unstoppable guide. Today's guest is Sujit Reddy. Sujit was born with spina bifida and hydrocephalus. He spends his days traveling through his world in a wheelchair, but it doesn't stop or slow him down. He is a CEO of Human Capital Solutions, a TEDx speaker, a world traveler, and I love this, a social currency millionaire. He has a BA from the University of Toronto and a postgrad diploma in human resource management from Sheridan College's School of Business, and he has excelled at everything he has set his mind to do. He enjoys traveling and, and volunteering in his spare time, like I mentioned. Uh, local causes are near and dear to his heart. He has traveled locally and internationally. He spends a lot of time in India, the U.S., and various places throughout Europe and Asia, and he always looks forward to doing more of both when he can. We all love to travel. Uh, through his life, Sujit has sought to make the world a better place for all, and he considers himself, as I said, a social currency millionaire, which I love, uh, meaning he has a lot to offer personally, and he continues to do so every day. Please welcome Sujit. Hi, how are you? Hey, great. How are you, Frankie? Good. I, I, I look at all of your pictures, and I see that you're a very proud Canadian, very proud to be from Toronto, but you're, you are of Indian descent, yes. East Indian descent. Were yes. you born in Canada? I was born and raised in Toronto. I'm a Toronto boy through and through. I bleed blue and white, as they say. <laughs> I love Toronto it. Toronto Maple Leafs, no matter for how. The Toronto Maple Leafs, for those in the U.S. that don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, awesome. That's fantastic. Um, but, you know, so what was it like? Give us a sense of, of you as, as a little boy growing up. You have uh, a mom and dad. You have two sisters, I believe. Yes. Are you the eldest? I am the eldest, yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. So everybody baby and mother you? Um those no, girls? Not, not not really. No. I mean, I think within my family and not only my nuclear family, but my extended family in India, um the fact that I have a disability really kind of uh what what's it called? It 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 uh the allure of it, the uh the novelty of it, rather, uh, right. kind of wore off really, really quickly. Okay. Uh, I mean, especially as my two younger sisters came along, um, we we were all raised in the same way. We were all we all grew up in the same way. In that, and I've said this in other interviews in the past that you know I was raised with them in that whatever good things we did, we all got awarded and rewarded this, mm -hmm. in the same ways, and whatever bad things we may have done as kids. We got punished in the same ways, you know, so there was no real special treatment, quote unquote, for me. And I mean, um, I think that's really what formed who I am today in terms of, you know, my parents had the same expectations of me as they did my two younger sisters. 
whether it was in school or life or treating others the way we treat others, you know, we have to treat mm-hmm. everybody, you know, with love and respect. And so the expect expectations of me were the exact same. So, yeah. Toronto, Toronto is extremely diverse city. Did you grow up um, in, in among East Indians or was, was every the melting pot? It was, was your neighborhood? It, it was a bit of both. My, my family, my parents rather, a very interesting thing. My dad came to Canada in 1964 oh, okay. into Toronto, Toronto and uh, was here as a bachelor himself for about 10 years. But in mm-hmm. that time, he did a lot of world traveling and that kind of opened him up to more than just Indian culture and community. And okay. so, you know, he was very much multicultural in that sense by the time he married my mom in 74 and when she came to Canada. And I mean, not, that's not to say that my mom isn't multicultural. She is very much so. Right. Um, you know, the two of them raised us again, like I said, to to respect everybody equally and, and understand that everybody has their differences and just accept those differences. Um, you know, we had, so we growing up to answer your question, we, we did grow up with the Indian community very much so to mm-hmm. know our, our religion and our culture and such. But at the same time, our parents exposed us to other folks of other religions, of other cultures. I mean, as a matter of fact, my quote-unquote unofficial godparents are of Macedonian descent. Oh, so, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so, so they, they actually, my dad was good friends with, with the, the, I guess, our, our uncle in that sense, Nick. Right. Uh, yeah. Uncle Nick. And so... You know, when he married my mom, she just was accepted into that adopted family. And so, you know, we grew up knowing that they were part of our family, as does their son now, Alexander, who is now married and has a wife. And she accepts us in the same way. And so, yeah, so we were multicultural in that sense. But also, too, like we did the Indian cultural shows. Mm-hmm. We participated in songs and dances and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so, yeah, it, it, you know, it, it's been a. It's been very, very good and lucky and fortunate that we do live in a country like Canada and a city like Toronto to to have that opportunity and that kind of upbringing. Yeah, you were um, extremely outgoing. <laughs> I love it. And like, who and who do you take after in that sense in your family? Your mom, dad? Oh wow. Um, so I can be outgoing as I as you're seeing now, and but I yeah. can also be very reserved and very quiet and very. Um, to myself. I mean, sure. I think, we all, I think we all, like we all need that, right? Yeah. Um, so I think in that sense, my dad was more the outgoing uh, person, right. whereas my mom is more the quiet, laid back, observing, you know, kind of, you know, that, that kind of personality. So, yeah. Well, yeah. you know, oftentimes people with challenges, um, physical challenges, you know, they're not maybe as outgoing they don't want to be seen or right. you know just blend in right like just kind of right. hide within the crowd and, yeah. and yet you know you've got this extrovert personality and i'm here come and get me so and it's fantastic and i love it and yeah. you know so as a child as a young boy in school like were you the popular one were you the the class clown like who were you in that group in um, that, mix? that one's that one's a very interesting one so um back to my uh, story my mom my mom and my dad always encouraged me to go out and do things and, and, and be a part of, of, of the world, as it were, you know, right. whether it's going to uh, the gym on Saturdays and going playing wheelchair basketball or, or going to our Sunday school or going to school and just being a part of school and, mm-hmm. and after school programs like uh, 
I did the piano for a bit. I did. I was in the choir at grade school and nice. all this stuff. So what, what area of town did you grow up in? Sorry. Um. So I grew up originally in East York, Ontario, okay. Canada, which was a smaller borough. Um, yeah. Then uh, then we moved to Mississauga, which was a, a larger city. And uh, sure. now I'm back in Toronto. I live on my own. Okay. I have my own apartment here in Toronto, but my mom still lives in Mississauga. Oh, okay. uh, she has a nice house there with my and my one of my sisters lives there, and the yeah. other one kind of goes back and forth between her own place and my mom's place. So, so are you yeah. downtown Toronto, like right uh, in the heart? I'm more, I'm more by Yorkdale Mall area. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah, I know right. exactly where you are. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Um. But so I mean, what, what I was saying was, so in growing up, that that was a situation, uh, where you know I was always out, out going, and so that's I think kind of helped me to, you know, later on in life and even now, like to network and, and, and kind of get what I want out of right. life, you know, um, right. there are, you're right. There are a lot of people with disabilities that are scared to go out and be a part of the world because they don't want others to look at them. They don't want others to judge them. They don't want others to, um, you know, th them to be a burden to others. They, they think that they're a burden to others. They think that, Oh my God, these places aren't going to be accessible. How am I going to manage? Da, da da da. And I think it's a mindset thing too. It's a it's a focus thing. And I've learned that, you know, no matter what I do, no matter where I go, to be positive and and know that one way or the other things are, are going to work out. And if you want to make them work out, you need to ask. And right. it's all about the power of ask, which is a book that I'm going to be actually re hopefully releasing by the end of this year, or if not I next. I love year. that. Yeah, yeah, the power, power of ask. ask. Yeah, 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 people are afraid to ask. And it's funny, like people go, oh, well, nobody will do anything for me. And yet they've never asked. And exactly. people love to help other people. They really do. I yeah. think given the opportunity, they they want to. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, even for me, like, in the, like I would ask, but then um, my parents also, one of the things they were teaching me is like, don't ever let anybody um, use you, abuse you, or, or, um, feel bad for you or sorry for you mm -hmm. because you're a person with a disability. Never use that as, as an excuse. Always let them see who you are as a human being and as right. a person. And, uh, you know, even when I'm talking to people, often, you know, they won't pay attention to the wheelchair because, like you said, like, I'll come into a room and my energy that I've, I've developed and, and, you know, my, my presence, I'll, I'll make them kind of pay attention to what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. and uh my my that energy and they often will forget about the wheelchair you know exactly. I, I used to go out uh you know in my in my university days with my friends we'd go out you know to parties and stuff and we'd you know be going up towards a flight of stairs and they'd be you know talking to me and we'd be walking and going towards these flight of stairs they'd start going up the stairs and then i would stop obviously and yeah i'm in the chair and you know my voice would be trickling away and they they keep going they turn around and be like Oh, right. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, they, you forget about it. You become yeah, blind to it. Absolutely forget about it. So, yeah, yeah. You know, it's interesting. I, I spent six months in a wheelchair. So, just, you know, a little bit of personal experience because I, yeah. I had a motorcycle accident and I broke both wow. femurs. And, you know, the, how people treat you is so different. And, and when you're at eye level in a store and, you know, they don't look at you necessarily. And it's like, hello, I'm down here and you can yeah. see me. I know you can and I want to pay yeah. for things. And it, yeah. for me, the, the worst thing was, well, your guys, I don't know, but the, the, the bathroom stalls are at the very, very far end for people with wheelchairs. Like, why can't they just make them at the front where you don't, it's easier to get well, in? Things so like that. You think of whole, in the world the whole, in a whole new way. Yeah, absolutely. 
the whole topic of accessibility yes. in and of itself is like a a larger topic that we can't get done in uh, in a minute or 30 seconds. Exactly. Uh, we got to kind of have a whole thing about that, I think. Well, thank you for that segue into our commercial. <laughs> we are going to go to commercial break. Sujit Reddy will be with us when we get back. Don't worry about that. We will talk about accessibility if folks want to. If you want to give us a call, you can. The number is 903-787-5887. 903-787-5887. If you want to join the conversation, you are welcome to. We'll be right back. That's right. Don't stop listening. Mission Unstoppable with Coach Frankie Picasso will continue right after these messages. Stop. It's words you never heard. It's well known in medical practices that patients tend to lie about their health habits. They lie about how much they smoke, understate how much they drink or eat, and overstate how much they exercise. What's another word for those little white lies we like to tell in the examination room? Teradiddles. Doctors have a rule of thumb. Whatever the patient says they're drinking, smoking, or eating, multiply it by two. But it's hard to come clean about your habits when you know you're in for some jobation from the doctor. That's criticism we don't want to hear. If physicians want us to be honest with them, I suggest they try being a little less judgmental and use a little suaviloquence. That's soothing, encouraging talk. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. A common problem for older adults is loss of balance. The chance of mortality is much higher if you have osteoporosis and you fall and break a bone. So concentrate on exercises that build the muscles at the hip, abdomen, and back because these help maintain your balance and support your spine. Pilates, Tai Chi, and yoga are all good exercise programs to include with your cardio work because they help improve balance and flexibility and promote better awareness of the mind and body. Weight-bearing exercises, especially weight lifting, will build bone and can even help regain lost bone density. Add balance exercises to your workout now so that as you age, balance does not become an issue for you. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. To hear other fitness and weight loss tips, visit our website at AnnetteHammond.com. So are you feeling unstoppable today? I sure am. You are listening to Mission Unstoppable Radio. My name is Frankie Picasso. I am your host, and my guest today is Sujit Reddy. And just before we went to our break, Sujit and I were just getting started on the topic of accessibility, which is something that we, you know, uh, all don't think about until we need to. Uh, But it's part of Sujit's everyday life, and it's something that he needs to be concerned with, and something that he concerned others with as well, which I think is really great. We'll talk a little bit about that, but as I mentioned in the beginning, he is the CEO of Human um, Capital Solutions, which started out as, I guess it was just an agency to help people with with disability get jobs. Is that correct? And uh, yes, that more. was the that was the idea when it first yeah. started. Um, we, we were just in an idea phase. It didn't really launch at as that. Um, like you know, I, I kind of. It, my company kind of has evolved mm-hmm. into different things. And I, I find that like 
with a lot of things, you uh, you don't necessarily have to give up on anything. You just make it evolve and and yeah. turn and change it as it as as things happen, right? So right, um, yeah. So and not- I want folks to go to your to your website. They can totally do that. And don't make the mistake I did, um, which was to at the end he has co instead of com and. <laughs> Just yeah. put the M on the end of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no it's, it's www.humancapitalsolutions.co. Yeah. Okay. Just to let your you and your listeners know, um, that particular website, I'm actually currently going through a revamp with it. So there will be a new website showing, I hope, by the end of this week. Uh, awesome. I'm, I'm leaving it with uh, my web developers to do it. And so sometimes things take a little longer, but I'm hoping that it'll get up by the end of this week. They yeah. also can go to www.sajitspeaks.com. That's my speaking website. They can go there as well to find me and uh, contact me through various social media platforms that, I, that I'm that i on. So Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about accessibility. How does... You know, how does it affect you? I'm going to say one thing. Um, sure. David Cohen. David is, is a friend to both of us. Good friend. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and David had actually suggested you for for a guest on the show, and I asked David. I said, "What is it? You know, what should what do you want me to know about CG? What is it that you like about him, mm. or what should I I say?" And mm. he said that he admires you greatly because you show up at every networking event, <laughs> and that you have to take wheel trans to get yeah. there. Yeah. And you have to be very social or, or very patient because Will Trans doesn't always come on time. Right. And that, you know, to be patient and social and outgoing and not let it interfere, interfere with, you know, your disability um, right. and more importantly, your abilities. Right. And he just thinks that, that you truly make a difference in people's lives. And I think that that's really special. Wow. wow. Yeah, David, David uh, has been a good person and a good friend to me. For a long time, he's been a, a mentor to me and uh, helped me kind of uh, know about different events, events he does, and mm-hmm. and kind of gives me advice on things I'm doing. I can run things by him, and and he'll help me help me navigate through some stuff. So it's been great. Uh, yeah, good dude, good dude. Um, yes. But um, yeah, no. In terms of wheelchairs, I'll talk about three different things. I think in access, in terms of accessibility. Uh, first thing is. Uh, yeah, with Wheeltrans here in Toronto, uh, don't get me wrong, we are blessed to have a system that takes me from point A to point B and charges me one fare and, uh, you know, gets me there safely and door to door. We right. do. It's, it's great. It's fantastic for that. Um, but in terms of the user experience, um, there are a lot of things that they can improve upon. Mm-hmm. Um, as you know, with anything, you, you, you can always improve upon something. Sure. So there, there are a lot of hardships. For example, last night I went to Mo Mondays mm-hmm. and, uh, experienced a bit of a difficulty with one of the drivers, um, wheel trans contracts out to various drivers. And sometimes some of these drivers, uh, although they get trained, don't necessarily have, uh, grasp of, how to treat people, right? Just say. Uh, and I just had a bad experience with them. So you know what? Great service. Sometimes there's hits and misses, but I think, you know, again, it's all an attitude how you deal with it. And right. uh, you know, as long as you remain positive, you're good. Um, 
what was I going to? Oh, yeah. So then also, too, in terms of accessibility, um, you had mentioned, I think, before the break about uh, counters, about uh, yeah, going to stores and stuff. Yeah, yeah, going to stores and stuff and wheelchair washrooms. In terms of counters, I've found that, you know, uh, often counters are way too high because mm -hmm. I actually my wheelchair and I sit lower than people can actually see me. So right. I usually have to, like, stick my hand up and wave my hand and say, hey, I'm here type yeah. of thing. Yeah. They'll be looking around and they won't look down. Yes. So there's that. that. That trick I've learned. Um, and in terms of wheelchair washrooms, <sighs> usually there's usually one stall in yes. a washroom. And usually people will be using that one stall, although there's all these other stalls they can use. But right. they don't people that don't need to use it rather like right. able folks um and you know i give them a look and i give them a stare as they leave and it's like you know sometimes i'll get this uh this uh this response that oh i use it because there's room it's it's roomy yeah you know and as i used to let it go i used to not say anything and now it's kind of like well why do you think there's room there right yeah <laughs> right? exactly there's room there because for people with disabilities or in a wheelchair, rather, they need that room to maneuver. I just never understood it as, as you know, being in that, that my time in that wheelchair, why they would make it the very last stall. So you have to yeah. go by all of them and, right. you know, maneuver your wheelchair. I had to take the legs off of mine to get, even get in. Like, it right. was just ridiculous. So, uh, yeah, that's good, our you know, designers that's a, think about that. That's a good point. I never thought of that one. You know, they should put them by... The first the, one. The first one, the very entrance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah make so it a lot right. easier. I, I didn't think about that. I was just more like, I just get more upset at the fact that, you know, why are you using it when all these other stalls are empty? Like, yeah. come on. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. That's my big pet peeve. So, like, anyone out there who's listening, uh, you know, be an advocate. Be Like, you know, if you see that, you know, all these other stalls are empty, use the empty stalls and let people with disabilities or people in wheelchairs use that wheelchair stall and if you see somebody if you see somebody else do what i just said that they use the wheelchair stall yeah. and not the other ones point them out you know yeah. call them out on it yeah you know? help help others out yeah. this might be a little indelicate but you do like to travel and you've traveled to asia which is like you know 20 million hour flight how do you manage <laughs> in an airplane so, so the last time i traveled that far was about 10 years ago and i used to go to india uh, every three, four years, I would say, when I was younger. Um, on on a plane, uh, it's interesting. Getting yeah. on a plane is interesting because they <laughs> have these onboard 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 wheelchairs which just fit through the aisles. Oh, and they do. I've never seen one actually. I yeah, guess on a big seven forty seven. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 well, no, any wheelchair. I sorry, any any plane. airplane. Oh, any, okay. Uh, but but yeah, the seven forty sevens, seven fifty sevens, especially. Um, they they have these onboard wheelchairs where they'll go through the aisles, but they're so narrow that as they're taking me through the aisles, I have bumps and bruises on my I bet. elbows and shoulders. And it's like, I'm sorry, watch your foot. I'm sorry, watch your hand. I'm sorry. So like, you know, because well, your upper body is very large. <laughs> Thank like, you. <laughs> yeah. No, you're very. Yeah. 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 So I, 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 you know, uh, I, I, I have a very large upper body just because I push myself around. Right. Like, I mean, right. I don't use my legs, so my arms uh, ha do everything. Have, um, do everything, right? They're doing double work. So, yeah, my upper body is large because of that. Uh, well, I have to ask you this question yeah. um, because you know I, I, I'm just you know 
I'm going where the flow goes. So I, I was reading about you went to Taj Mahal. Yes. And you, there was a number of steps to get in or yes. get up. Yes. And you talked about how people looked at you and you looked at them and they didn't want to carry you up those steps. Nope. So you got yep. out of your wheelchair. Yep. Yep. And you crawled up those steps. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Oh um, my gosh. Yeah. I've had several situations like that, but that one in particular, um, I, we had traveled. This was last time we were in India and, and 10 years ago. Uh, we did the Golden Triangle Tour, as they called it, which included uh, the Taj Mahal. The Taj Mahal was, quote unquote, the crown jewel of all of the, all the sites that we saw. And right. I really wanted to go on this tour because of that, uh, the Taj Mahal. that uh, site, right? Yeah. The Taj Mahal. Yeah. And so we get there and this dude proceeds to tell me this. I was like, nah, I'm not having it. I mean, I, I, I came here to see that, yeah. I'm that somehow, some way. So I, and, and so, yeah, I pop myself out of the chair. This guy like looks at me with shock and I tell my mom and my sisters and my cousin who was with us, please just bring the wheelchair up behind me. So I pop myself up and got myself up the stairs and they brought the wheelchair up. And I mean, I do that. God bless I, you. Yeah, wow. I, I do that kind of stuff here anyway. Like, you know, uh, to get into people's houses, to, to, you know, to even up and down my mom's stairs. Now, I mean, again, it's 10 years later. Uh, my arms aren't what they used to be. Uh -huh. uh, I recently got told by a masseuse that I've got tendinitis in both arms. Oh, geez. So, and even now to push my wheelchair around, uh, I'm in pain. I get, I get a lot yeah. of pain. How come you don't have an electric wheelchair? So <laughs> I'm, coming? I'm just in the process of, of getting that, but I'm trying to get a man, uh, a, a new manual chair. Cause this one's kind of my one that I'm looking at right now <laughs> in front of me is starting to fall apart. Right. Uh, so, so you, you want a manual to keep yourself in shape or you, you, um, you not manual, do both a little no, bit? No, because, because with the electric chair, electric uh -huh. chairs, you can't fold. Right. Oh, okay. I, I need a new manual chair so that when I do travel with my family or friends or whatever, Right. They, they pull the chair and it can pop into any trunk. And even if I travel overseas, because I do want to go back to India at some point. Sure. Um, you know, just for ease of that, uh, just to have that, you know. I see. Uh, okay. So yeah. Wow. Well, that's, um, you know, I'm sorry to hear about the tendonitis, but uh, I, I know when I wheeled myself around in a wheelchair, I, I was in the greatest shape of my life. <laughs> it yeah. really was a good workout. It really yeah. was. Yeah. Um, we are going to go to a commercial break shortly, but when we come back, just can you give us a, a description Hello? of the Taj Mahal, what it was like to go? Because I'm really, yeah, we're still here. We're going to okay, go to work. Yeah, my, okay. my, yeah. We're going to a commercial break in just a moment. Um, when we come back, I'd like to hear more about the Taj Mahal, what, what it was like for those of us who aren't going to probably get over there to, to witness it firsthand. Sure. That'd be awesome. And uh, we're, we're going to also talk about your TEDx experience. Um, sure. I know people want to know about that yeah. and much, much more. Don't go anywhere. We are coming right Hello? back. It's Mission Unstoppable Radio with your host, Frankie Picasso. That's right. Don't stop listening. Mission Unstoppable with Coach Frankie Picasso will continue right after these messages. Stop. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert Annette Hammond. Do you wake up not feeling great? Do you struggle with low energy during the day? Are you unhappy with your weight or your appearance? If you can say yes to any of these, 
then you need to know that you can change that. Now is the time to live your most excellent life. Not tomorrow, not next year, but now. You have the power to change how you feel and to increase your energy. You have the power to change your weight and your appearance. All it takes is exercise and healthy eating. How simple is that? By exercising daily, doing something you love, like walking outside or bike riding, you can ensure that you are on the road to living your most excellent life. Continue in healthy eating and daily activity and choose to enjoy your life to the fullest. Wake up in the morning and feel great. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. It's words you never heard. Big girls don't cry, right? According to a recent Wall Street Journal article by Dennis Nishi, there's a stigma attached to turning on the waterworks at the office. 61% of men who reported crying at work cited personal reasons, an illness in the family, the death of a pet is the catalyst, while 58% of women said it was something that happened at work. Being unfairly blamed or criticized, men are like mascara. They run at the first sign of hubba-boo. That's another word for crying. What's the word for the fear of intense emotion? Zelophobia. Women may have a better excuse for crying than men, as females have higher levels of prolactin, which encourages the production of tears, making it easier to be known as a lacrimist, or someone who cries at the drop of a hat. It's I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. And we're back. It's Mission Unstoppable Radio. My guest is Sujit Reddy, and I am your host, Frankie Picasso, and I just love all of you unstoppable ones who join us each and every week. We were off to the Taj Mahal in India, and Sujit was going to describe it for us. So it's a love story, the Taj Mahal, right? It was built. Yes, it was. I'm not too sure. Uh, It was basically the, the, uh, the Maharaj, or the king at the time, built it for his wife as a as a thing to show how much he loved his wife. And so that's mm-hmm. the story behind it. That's a very, you know, generic story, but uh, I don't know the, all the details. But, uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, the Taj Mahal was a beautiful experience, one I'm never going to forget. Uh, the day was great. Like, it was perfect weather for the Taj Mahal. It was everything people see in a picture or a movie or a show Uh it was it was just it was incredible um to just to be able to walk around and the way they've set things up now is i think it's like five uh kilometers radius they don't have any vehicles with uh gas or diesel in the five kilometer radius so it's only electric powered vehicles in that in that radius and so all of the stones are very white the air is very clear and it's it's really an amazing uh thing for india anyhow uh wow india can get very crowded and india can get very uh smoggy shall we say yeah is it and is it marble the whole thing yes it is yeah absolutely wow marble and amazing carvings in the stone and yeah yeah. so when you walk in describe when you walk in is it like oh like is it yeah pretty much well yeah i mean after i got up the stairs as i was kind of narrating I got up the stairs, got into my chair, uh, turned around, and there it was in the distance. And it was like, okay, all right. And so then we, you know, walked towards it, walked towards it, 
through the crowds and such. And, you know, it was just like, wow, I'm actually, I'm actually here. This is cool. So, now, does somebody yeah. live in it now? Uh, I don't believe so. Okay. I don't believe so. Yeah. I shouldn't ask you such hard questions. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe so. I mean, I, I didn't see anybody there, so I don't believe so. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's but, uh, yeah, accessibility is, is, is interesting, even in that part of the world. Like, it's, uh, accessibility is great if, like, I mean, it's it's one thing to, to do the physical, the physical changes, but it's a totally other thing to be on board with those changes. Like, you know, um, right. that's what I find the difference between North America and a place like India, where it's, you know, it's really hard to like have all the social services that we do here. Like we spoke about wheel trans here, right. there, you can't even find a taxi for an able-bodied person because it's so busy, let alone find a, you know, wheelchair accessible minivan for a person like you know? I, i'm sure that you've thought of it before and even though you, you like to travel there imagine if you had grown up there with your disability how, how different life would be for oh, you yeah um and i do think about that often um yeah. so when, whenever we've gone back to india uh we we're from bangalore which is in the south it's called it's considered the silicon valley of the of the east okay. um, and so it's fairly busy and they have a, a home for the disabled they call it Okay. Um, and so we go and we visit that home for the disabled uh, just to kind of visit with the kids that are there. And mm-hmm. you've got kids there with all different kinds of disabilities uh, from all different walks of life. You know, uh, it's not just poor kids. It's poor kids, you know, middle class kids, rich kids, too. And mm-hmm. uh, it's the families that leave them there because they can't they don't have the 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 resources or the means to take care of them properly. And so. They leave these kids in this home for the disabled and uh, we go and we visit. And it's just like it opens my eyes every time I go to humble me to realize how lucky I've had it mm-hmm. here in this world. And I'm now like everything I do now, um, I, I keep that in mind that, you know, I'm so lucky to be here, so blessed to be here. What can I do to enhance the lives of people with disabilities, children, children with disabilities around the world? So yeah. what what do you do? I I know that you like to volunteer. Does that have yeah. anything to do with that? Um, so I do do some volunteer work, but that's just more so locally. Um, mm-hmm. I do some speaking now that mm-hmm. I want to kind of do more of. Um, I do speaking all ar- all around Ontario, and I do work with kids sometimes through um, uh, Junior Achievement is one organization mm-hmm. I've partnered with, and also uh, DECA. DECA is another organization. That's more for high schools, uh, mm-hmm. high school kids, where that's more of an academic thing, but sure. it's a, more of a mentorship role I take there. And um, that, I love working with kids. Yeah. I love speaking to kids. Even my TED Talk that you had asked me to refer to, my TED Talk uh, was for youth. TEDx yes. Youth uh, in Brampton. It was in, done in 2014 when they first started that chapter of, of TEDx Youth. Um, and so I was asked to come and speak as one of their inaugural speakers, which I'm totally thrilled about still. Sure, yeah. Um, And I just find when I do speaking, um, I prefer to do speaking with kids and and young adults because you can see in their eyes that they're truly getting what you're saying Mm -hmm. and it's resonating. And even with that TEDx uh, experience, um, my mom was there and she was in the audience 
And she was holding on to my phone, which was, of course, on silent. And then, you know, after the talk was done, she hands me my phone and says, you better check your phone because your phone was, like, constantly going crazy. Buzzing. Yeah, it was going crazy. It was buzzing. I thought someone was calling. I'm like, okay. So I check. And all of my Facebook, all of my Twitter, like, there was a lot of Twitter mentions and there was a lot of Facebook, you know, friendship requests and all this stuff. And all the kids in, the, in, the, in this audience of 200 some odd people uh, <laughs> had been, you know, tweeting me and signing you up as a friend and <laughs> and, and live quoting or live tweeting awesome. stuff I was saying. I was just, I was totally humbled. I was totally taken aback. I'm like, oh my God, they're actually listening. This is cool. That's uh, really cool. So yeah. if people want to watch that, it's on YouTube because I know I watched it. Yeah, it's I, on I think YouTube. I... It's a little bit difficult to find because apparently the title of it is, um, the, the secret of life or secret to life. I think it is. Oh, the secret and, to life. Yeah. Yeah. And, and a lot of people now have, they've, they use that title for whatever else they're doing. So it was a little hard for me to find even when wow. I was for this. I don't, I must've just run into it. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, but I mean, it is on my site. Yeah. Oh, well. that's right. It's, it's, yeah. Speak site. So if people, when they go to my site, they'll see it there anyhow. So it's there. Yeah. Um, speaks. com. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, uh, the reason I, I was looking for it is I'm actually – I applied to do a TEDx Toronto talk uh, for this year, for this conference awesome. in 2017. So I'm crossing my fingers and my toes, and hopefully yeah. I get it. You know, it's, uh, it's a process, and it's uh, a selection process that I'm hoping that, uh, you know – happens they, they, they pick you yeah i think yeah. that's really cool that's you know it's quite a coup and and yeah. so congratulations to you for for even doing one like yeah. a lot of people that would scare the crap out of them yeah i know um yeah and i mean i find with me for speaking um you know i used to think that oh i have to touch all 200 people in the audience mm -hmm. and it's like no it's you know what even if you connect with one person mm -hmm. even if you change the life of one person by something you said even if you trigger in them something that they need to do with their life or, mm -hmm. or, you know, some lesson they've learned from you, you, you've done your job, you know, um, you know, often, you know, people, I, I want to be, I, I, I'm trying to level up to become an even better speaker and become a next level speaker, like a, right. a, Tony, a Tony Robbins or a, or a, mm -hmm. a Les Brown or um, Nick Vukovic, Vukovic. Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, and Sean's or Sean Stevenson, right? Because those mm -hmm. guys, yeah, they get to they get to speak from their heart, but at mm -hmm. the same time, they're, they're making good money doing it, right? But, That's right. Uh, but I think first, the lessons that need to be learned for myself and for others who are in the speaking journey is that you got to do it for yourself first. Yeah. You got to want to do it for yourself first, and then the money will come, yeah. right? So yeah. it has been a longer journey. I've been doing speaking since about 2012. Uh, and we're in 2017 now, so you know. Yeah. Did you did you do the Toastmasters route? Did you go that route or? Um, I did do Toastmasters for a while. I didn't uh, compete or anything of that in that nature, but mm -hmm. uh, I've done a lot of uh, other training and, and such. Uh, I, I do a lot of one-off training. In fact, yeah. I'm going to be doing some training all day tomorrow with uh, through Mo Mondays. They're okay. Doing, uh, they're doing a speaker training workshop tomorrow here, awesome. here in toronto so i'm going to be going that's to that. great that's you know that, that's something that you know a lot of people maybe don't think about um you know you do have 
your, your degrees and, and so you're, you're credentialed and all yeah. of that, but learning never stops. No, the absolutely Learning not. never stops. And, and the more that you get involved and you are very involved. And I think that that's something else that people, ability and those without, you know, um, yeah. need to concern themselves with is that you don't just sit at home and yeah. watch TV. You know, yeah. you are out there and yeah. you've got two groups that I absolutely love um, that you work hard, play harder, TO, yes. and your social media Saturdays, TO. Right. Now, yeah. you know, okay, yeah, they're in Toronto, but big deal, they could be anywhere. And, right. and I think it's very exciting. And I, when we come back from our break, we're going to talk about those. But the cool. fact that, you know, you're, you're, you're looking at yourselves as a commodity and how can I improve this commodity and what's yeah. going, what can I add to that toolbox that's going to take me to that next level? Absolutely. And you're yeah. thinking ahead. Um, yeah. You know, that's what, can I ask how old you are? <laughs> I just turned 40. Okay. Well, happy 40. Thank and, you. and, you know, oh, February 25th, right? Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Well, happy birthday, belated. And, you know, like that's a good, life isn't over. You've got another good 40 maybe years forward that you're yes. going to live. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. my, my specialty was midlife. And so, you know, my yeah. book was on midlife, but, yeah. and, but I'm saying, you know, you've got these years behind you, but you've also got a whole new adventure forward that you yeah. need to live. And so uh, yeah. it'd be pretty boring if you just stayed the same. Right. So yeah, totally. people, people yeah. able-bodied or not need to continue yeah. to add to their toolbox. Yeah, and I think, you know, um, for me, uh, turning 40 and expressing to you like the difficulty I just faced with the tendonitis in my arms, mm -hmm. I, I, I was feeling low and down about it, and you know, because I had all these plans of these are all the things I'm going to be doing, and I had it all planned out, and now it's like I have to now negotiate and see within myself, okay, so now how do I alter and change the plans that so I can still do this stuff? But at the same time, recognizing and realizing I can't do it in the same way I wanted to because right. of my arms and because of what's going on. So, you know, I'm in that process and I'm, you know, I, and I think the, the, the key, and I think you alluded to it, for me, I always say, uh, keep pushing, keep mm -hmm. pushing forward, uh, you know, no matter what. And I even have it as a, as a hashtag, I often Hashtag. Well, we're going to push into this next commercial, but we're going to come out of it. and We'll yeah. talk to you a little bit more. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with Suji. That's right. Don't stop listening. Mission Unstoppable with Coach Frankie Picasso will continue right after these messages. Stop. It's marching down It's well known in medical practices that patients tend to lie about their health habits. They lie about how much they smoke, understate how much they drink or eat, and overstate how much they exercise. What's another word for those little white lies we like to tell in the examination room? Teradiddles. Doctors have a rule of thumb. Whatever the patient says they're drinking, smoking, or eating, multiply it by two. But it's hard to come clean about your habits when you know you're in for some jobation from the doctor. That's criticism we don't want to hear. If physicians want us to be honest with them, I suggest they try being a little less judgmental and use a little suaviloquence. That's soothing, encouraging talk. It's marching I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. We live in an instant society, and we don't like to wait for anything. When it comes to weight loss, we want that extra weight off now. 
Even though the temptation is there to try a crash diet, it is not the best choice. You need to lose weight gradually, not instantly. When you cut your calories back too much, you will feel fatigued and have very low energy. Harvard Medical School recommends that women do not go below 1,200 calories a day, and men do not go below 1,500 calories per day. A sensible goal is to try to lose a half a pound to a pound a week. Don't skimp on essential nutrients that your body needs. Losing weight does not have to be a dreaded event. It should be positive and will give you extra energy when it's done right. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Visit our Facebook fan page at Fitness Minute with Annette Hammond. And we're back, Mission Unstoppable Radio. I'm your host, Frankie Picasso. My guest today is Sujit Reddy. And Sujit and I were talking about uh, his, you know, the tendonitis in his arms and moving forward in midlife. You know, how is life going to present in the future? But, you know, he's looking, he's looking at that. He's looking at the picture. He's changing the picture. He's being fluid. He's being flexible. And that's what's important to do, you know, getting the life that you want to live. And you've got, we were talking off, off air about, hashtag power of ask and I said you know you're just gonna have to ask somebody to push you or ask somebody to lift you or ask somebody to get you in that room because your mouth still works <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, um, yeah uh, it, it's 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 been interesting but it's it's all about uh, moving forward and and keep push, keep pushing as I say like um, you don't give up on things that uh, that you really want out of life Right. Um, just keep move, moving forward and and just make plans as you go with things that don't necessarily work out for you. Um, and just um, do the best of it as you can and enjoy enjoy life and enjoy the process. You know, don't worry about the end result necessarily. Yeah. Do you have a bucket list? I have a live list. A little a list? list? A live list. Oh, a live list. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, bucket list to me, that's a very it's negative. It's oh, is like, it? Yeah, I, well, to me it is. I mean, you know, it's kind of like okay, what I, what do I what am I gonna what do I want to accomplish before I die? But right. the live list is more to me like what do I want to do right now in the okay. moment? I have, okay. If I have the money, if I have the resources, and so on and so forth. Um, do I have one? Um, I, I mean, I would love to travel more. Um, okay. I would love to see places like Egypt, although right now you don't really want to yeah, go. Yeah, you don't really go there. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, just for the sake of the sure. pyramids and the Sphinx and so on and the Nile, uh, I always had a thing for Egyptology, which is the study of Egypt and all the pyramids and all that stuff. Uh, sure. But I just, I've been fascinated by it. And ancient culture stuff. I just I like the ancient culture stuff. I'm a sci-fi geek. Um, I love science fiction stuff. I love things about space and theories about space and and all that. So you know, maybe yeah. the opportunity to do more of that. Um, uh, uh, what else? Oh, bucket list wise, uh, traveling. I mean, traveling would be would be the one, but it'd be like you know, there's several. Like, would you put your name on that list to go to, you know, to the moon or substation or whatever? Would you do that? Um, I would. Yes. Um, but I think the ticket for that one is quite pricey. I think <laughs> there's a couple actually, and they won't tell us who that couple is, but there's a couple that's been uh, earmarked by 
SpaceX, which is the fir- firm that's built these rockets yeah. to go into space that are developing uh, planes that can travel in space type of thing. Sure. And there's this rich couple that that uh, has already got a ticket for a billion dollars. Wow. I think it is. And it's like, yeah, I don't have that kind of money. No. Yet, you know? But if you so- had that money, would you do it? Yeah, I would. Um, I think I'd be scared uh, uh-huh. in terms of like, because I, I don't like heights to begin with. Right. But and they just, I mean, because you watch on TV or in movies how rockets go up into space. Sure. And it's like, oh, fire man, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I can handle that. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, again, like I said, I'm, I'm a Trekkie. I'm a, I'm a Star Wars guy. And so all that stuff. You know, that'd be cool to kind of... Are, are you young enough to remember the Jetsons? Of course. Okay. Of course. So, I mean, I was just thinking the other day how cool it is that almost everything that I loved about the Jetsons has come true. Oh, I and know. I'm just, I'm just waiting for those little um, cars that you can, you know, drive well, that's around. that's coming, eh? Little airplane that's cars. Coming. Yeah. 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 I mean, like, over... everything is, has come out of that. It's, it's kind of, like, been developed, and it's so cool. I just love yeah. it. Uber is actually developing, which is what I been watching uber is going to develop uh cars that fly they've already got them in dubai i saw really a, a demonstration yeah i actually saw a demonstration on facebook about it uh they're right. testing them out right now um so that you know flying cars where you don't have to drive yeah it would be good for me even like because yeah. i don't do, deal with like my foot controls and my hand controls it would just right. fly me to where yeah. i was. Do you be- drive? Have you been driven? Um, so I I learned how to drive mm-hmm. uh, when everyone else learned how to drive at 16. 16, yeah. Uh, but, but then uh, university kind of took over and I wasn't able to kind of complete the deal. So uh, I never a- ended up actually completing it. Okay. Uh, Do you ever wish that you could just get in your own car and go? Um, sometimes, yes. And most times, no. Because, I mean... Yeah. You have to yeah, I, I, I'd enjoy the freedom, but I'd be too nervous, you know, about traffic and other mm-hmm. people. And yeah, um, yeah. So I, 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 I'm uh, okay to get into a taxi or have somebody sure. else drive me, drive me around. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. what am I, like you asked me about Liveless, now that I think about it, uh, having my own luxury car and a driver oh. is one of the Liveless things. Uh, so there's that. Uh, right. And, you know, living in a nice, I, I mean, I live in a nice enough apartment now, but to have a nice penthouse condo apartment uh, here in Toronto and then also out in uh, this, uh, either California or Florida would mm-hmm. be nice, or mm-hmm. even in India, for that matter, mm-hmm. in Bangalore, um, just to go to and kind of be there for my summer vacation type of thing. Sure. Yeah. So. You don't have a problem hailing all those hours in a plane? Um, well, I mean, if I'm not doing it off, well, the other, the other liveless thing too would, would be to have my own private jet, but that's, that's far, far and beyond. But, um, no, I mean, I, I sleep in the plane and I I would sleep in the plane and I I would watch movies. I'm a movie guy. Right. So, yeah. Well, yeah. Let's talk about that really quick before, before we run out of time. So you've got your work hard, play harder Tia, which is where you go to the movies with, with, and then you guys sit around and you talk about business or whatever it is right. that you're going to talk about. Yeah. So um, who chooses the movies? How does it work? How many people? <laughs> so I'm a big movie guy. And how this started was a group of us went to see um, Star Wars Episode 7. And mm-hmm. one of my mentors there 
uh, James Ertz, he kind of said, hey, why don't you create a group around this and have a one monthly thing or bi-monthly thing where you invite people to come out and we have a, a, a mastermind meal and a networking, uh, I'm sorry, mastermind meal and a, a movie watching thing and sure. bring, bring together business people. Because for me, I actually had a stroke uh, oh. at 32, a partial stroke. And that was as a result of stress. Uh-huh. And for me, one of my things is I see entrepreneurs hustle, 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 trying to make that money and they stress themselves out or they yeah. burn themselves out. So I wanted to create and provide a platform for people to kind of come together in a networking business kind of way, uh, you know, for this mastermind meal. But at the same time, build a community of people who like, enjoy watching movies and just to be able to relax and chill out for like two, three hours and escape, which is mm-hmm. what I use movies for. Mm-hmm. I love watching movies for that. Like it gets, allows me to escape into another world for two, three hours and let, let go of what troubles and trials and tribulations I may have here or now, you know what I mean? So, absolutely. so, and I wanted to do that with other people. And so that's why I created that, that group. And so it's been going well and it's, it's building up, but I would love to have a solid community there coming out at least 10, 10 to 20 people every week, you know, right, and right now we're anywhere from four to five. So okay. I would love to have that build up to that's have cool. committed people. And that's the thing to have yeah. committed people coming out to, to my stuff. And then, um, so yeah, I mean, that's why I created it and it's, it's, you know, just to be able to get out of that, out of the house and, and, and have other people come out and, and enjoy life, you know? There so. you go. So not on your live list, but what's, what's, you know, getting, improving your speaking, mm-hmm. um, becoming, a, you know, a TEDx speaker again, uh, getting the Sujit Speaks business more, pro, you know, um, bigger and better and, and, right. and, and, and out there and your human capital solutions. Is that going to stay? Is it going to yeah. go? It's human, gonna stay. Human, human capital solutions is like the parent company. Okay. It speaks is underneath that. Uh, it's one of the umbrellas to that. Sure. I also do executive recruiting. I'm going to be partnering with um, uh, somebody around executive recruiting and helping them out with, with their, their uh, firm soon okay. enough. And, uh, I'm and already you got your book. Huh? And you got your book. Yeah, yeah I'm going to be having my books, uh, The Power of Ask. And uh, there's going to be another one as well. I'm trying to think of the oh, uh, title for that one. It's escaping me at the moment. But anyway. And you got, uh, you're part of the anthology Living Without Limitations. Yeah, 30 Stories to Heal Your World. Yeah, I did do that. That's where that story came from, the, uh, the uh, Taj Mahal story. Right. Um, um, but also to... Um, I'm going to be partnering with somebody else, a buddy of mine from childhood. Uh, he's going to he's bringing a, together a coaching platform uh, to invite all sorts of coaches to come together and uh, be able to attract clients for coaches. And so mm-hmm. I'm going to be helping him out with that because I do do some coaching, but mm-hmm. always, you know, it's always a struggle, as you know, to yep. find clients. Right. So mm-hmm. there's that, you know, everyone wants advice. But no one wants to pay for it. Exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> you got I mean, that right. I've got friends who are coaches. And so amongst us, we kind of help each other out and kind of, you know, coach each other. So yeah. that works out. But uh, when it's others who want the coaching, it's like, you know, they'll sit down with you. And all of a sudden you realize, oh, my God, they're asking me coaching stuff. 
So you know, uh, I, I have a, co- I, I do some coaching on Fiverr as a I, kind of a pro bono coaching. Cool. And they go, well, how, what do I get for that? How long do I get? I'm like, it's five bucks. <laughs> what do you want for five bucks? Nice, nice, nice. nice. <laughs> it's uh, kind of funny. Eh? But yeah, people think because you're talking, it's okay. It's free. But, mm. you know, people go to school. I went to school to become a coach. Like I learned a lot. And, and you know, uh, and I taught coaching and I loved it. But anyway, this is about you. You, yeah. um, so folks can, can, can get your books. They should look for your books. They should go to your website, yeah. Human Solutions. Human Capital Solutions. Human Capital Solutions. Co. And, and speaks.com If yeah. you'd like to have him as a guest speaker, wherever yeah. you are in the world, he'll go to you because he loves to travel. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, with that, with that too, like, uh, I'm, I'm open to going anywhere in the world to go for a speaking engagement. Um, as long as, you know, they pay the, the standard things are, are, are taken care of. Like my flight, yeah. my yeah. accommodation, my transportation, of and of course my speaking fee, right. That's Which right. can be discussed which can be discussed with, with the individual or the client. Uh, there you go. When, Sidi, when we're can... out of time. I'm sorry. Oh. Thank you so much for being my guest today. I really appreciate it. Thank all of you for coming each and every week and listening to Mission Unstoppable Radio. If you did miss the live version, we will see you on the other side anytime you like at your leisure at www.thegoodradionetwork.com. Take care. Bye. Thanks again, Suji. No problem. When the chips were down, they didn't stop. Stories of people who, when the odds were against them, turned defeat into victory. You've been listening to Mission Unstoppable with Coach Frankie Picasso. See you next time, and always remember... Don't, 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 don't stop.